It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you. Ashley Frasca from the traffic team and the Herman Cain Show filling in for Walter Reeves today. And I couldn't do the show alone. Joined in studio by Winston Eason, Clayton County Extension agent. Thank you so much for being oh, here today. It's a pleasure. A I pleasure. appreciate it. The listeners appreciate it. Thank and you. You and I, we always have good conversations off the air. And we talked about, we had a call last hour pruning. pruning. And so I kind of asked you the basic, you know, why someone like me, a beginning gardener, gets confused about. Mm. Mm-hmm. pruning and, and this time of year i think folks are going into the winter time wanting to tidy everything up and yeah, just go around yeah. the yard with lobbers and just yeah be you done know with all of it. yeah but you know uh, uh, uh fall winter is uh, maybe late winter uh, might not be a bad idea about pruning but um uh pruning um yeah it's uh we do get a, a lot of calls at the extension office about pruning more so in the springtime but um some of the things you can do probably this time of year um you know you just kind of wait until maybe a little bit further down in the fall before you start doing any kind of pruning back uh, more so on your you know trees and shrubs and so forth but the general rule of thumb on pruning uh plants more so when it comes to flowering plants is that um if, if it blooms uh before may then uh it's actually blooming on uh, old wood. A good example would be maybe your azaleas, for mm-hmm. example, or uh, maybe uh, even your dogwoods. If you look at your dogwood tree right now, you should see all the flower buds. Isn't that funny? You um, do. You can see yeah, buds five can, or six months before yeah, they're yeah. set to bloom. So, so say for example, if you were to go in and prune your dogwoods now, I mean, you'd be pruning off all. You know, you'd be losing all the flowers. And that seems uh, to be a common spring. mistake yeah. people make with hydrangeas too. Right, you cut off so, the wrong wood, and you've lost. The, I mean, you, you didn't lost, kill it. You're, you're just going to miss. You've lost the flower production for that that particular year. So um, a rule of thumb, uh, if it blooms before May, uh, you want to wait until the flowers have died off in the spring before you do your pruning. And then uh, for non-flowering plants, um, then you pretty much can prune those back uh, just about any time. And we usually try to avoid maybe early fall, as like now, uh, because most plants will tend to... do have relatively warm weather uh, during the early fall months, True. so and plants might tend to, you know, re-sprout. But it feels like a catch-22 there. Yeah. This is too early, but someone like me, I don't want to wait too late, close to the frost, and when things start to get cold, because mm-hmm. I think if I've just pruned something like Chinese fringe or something like yeah. that, I'm going to leave it exposed, exposed and, you right. know, afraid of and, winter and, kill. And that's an issue. Uh, that's an issue. If you have maybe a, a shrub that has not been pruned back in a long time, uh, you know, those... Uh, uh, the stems, uh, the trunk, uh, the branches are pretty sheltered and uh, and protected uh, by the canopy in general, the leaves and so forth. So if you prune that back this time of year, more so if you do a drastic pruning where you're removing all the, the leaves, uh, then uh, it's a lot of exposure to winter uh, temperatures and you can actually get a lot of dieback. Right. So, you know, you if you're doing drastic pruning as in just kind of removing, you know, all the canopy, um, then uh, maybe early spring would be a better time to do that. Okay. And we get a lot of calls, too. Like you mentioned, azaleas. That's a great example, especially mm-hmm. here in Georgia in the south. But 
folks get a little confused with the encore azaleas. Those are mm-hmm. so popular and they yes, bloom so yes. often the, and those, for such a long yeah. period of time. So same yeah. rule of thumb for those, though. Same, I mean, kind uh, of well, yeah, um, yeah. Rule of thumb on that, um, you know, because they they pretty much bloom throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, it's a little bit different uh, pruning approach to that because they bloom uh, sporadically. Um, uh, I wouldn't do any drastic pruning. I look for maybe dead branches and, you know, maybe an occasional branch that's kind of growing uh, out of form and so forth and cut those back. Okay. Um, but uh, rule of thumb, if you, again, the same thing, if it's azaleas and irrespective of, uh, you know, what type, uh, then you want to wait until they have actually um, the flowers have died off before you do any drastic pruning. Thank you, you know. for that. Very helpful. Yeah. That's something to yeah. keep in mind. That's why folks like Winston sit in on the show to help us out, to help oh, you not pleasure. make mistakes. Because in 25 pleasure. years, Winston, you oh, probably made well, some mistakes and you learn from them. You know? <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. So we're, tr- we're yeah. going to try to make those mistakes for you guys so you don't have to make any yourself. All right. We've got a lot of good calls lined up all over Metro Atlanta, 404-872-0750. We will jump out and talk to Sar in Maysville. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, Winston. How are Good you? morning. How are you today? Good, thank, thank you. Great. Um, I've got a lauder walking stick that I put in the ground uh, in May of this year. Uh-huh. Um, it came, it, it, the leaves came up beautifully. Uh, the new growth comes out great. The older growth, uh, after about a week, uh, starts to brown. Um, mm. We fertilized it well. We have watered it well. And this time of year, all the catkins are coming out, but I don't know what I did wrong or what I need to do to make sure that it next season comes out the way right, it's supposed to. Right. Well, uh, I would get a soil test done just to make sure I'm on the right track as far as the fertility and the soil pH is concerned. Uh, you, it, you know, you could be over fertilizing or uh, maybe uh, just too much water. That those could be issues too. Uh, and I would also kind of revisit maybe, uh, you know, did did you dig the hole deep enough and wide enough and so forth. Um, but um, this time of year, if you're getting a lot of leaf drop that's not necessarily associated with uh, twig dieback and so forth, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Uh, but as you mentioned, going forward, for next spring, you want the plant to kind of, you know, um, leaf out and look beautiful. So I'd get that soil test done to make sure, you know, you're, you have an opportunity to adjust the pH if you have to and um, make sure you're putting out the right type of fertilizer. And uh, this time of year, make sure you put, in, put out some good mulch and so forth. And uh, take a good look at um, to see if you might have buried the plants too deeply uh, or, or maybe you have put out too much fertilizer. Did you put fertilizer in the holes or, you know, um, how did you apply the fertilizer? All those things can actually affect um, how the plant performs. So going forward, like you're saying, with mulch, what's the distance he needs to mulch away from the trunk? You don't want to uh, bury it right Right. You don't want to bury right? it. You don't want to put out more than about maybe uh, three inches of settled mulch, and you want to kind of pull it back a little bit from the main trunk, uh, maybe, uh, you know, anywhere from six to eight inches from the trunk, uh, so you don't have it, you know, in direct contact with the trunk. Would there be any specific mulch that would work better than others on that plant? Right. Uh, I would go with, you know, uh, pine bark, uh, 
pine bark is great. Um, or uh, depending on where the plant is in the landscape, you can probably get um, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing type mulches. There are so much, so many different types out there. Uh, but I would definitely stay away from stuff like pebbles and stones and so forth. Um, go, just go with something organic. All right, so well, thank you all very much. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks, you Sar, you too. And for anyone who's curious what Sar is talking about, I used to love this, Harry Louder's walking stick. Walking when you look stick. it up on Google and mm-hmm. see the pictures, it's just a really gnarly, twisted Halloween kind of yeah, plant. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Very, um, uh, and, and, and being an in, involved in gardening, uh, we look at plants from several different perspectives. You know, we look at bark color, we look at the shape of the bark, we look at the, how the stems are shaped and so forth. And uh, in the fall months, winter months, you know, those are the things that, you know, kind of pop out at you um, right. in the landscape, you know. You want to be so, left looking yeah. at something nice yeah, when yeah, everything else nice, is yeah. bare, you know. Contorted filbert. So yeah. definitely something different yeah. there. All right, Mike up next in Conyers. Boy, Mike, do you have a job ahead of you? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Actually, what it is is the next-door neighbor has oh. the bamboo. And are you guys friends, <laughs> you and the next-door neighbor? Well, we're trying to be, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the, the sprouts keep coming up in our yard, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently they're pretty far-reaching, and uh, we, uh, you know, didn't want to necessarily do the scorched earth thing, but uh, how do we uh, deal with that? To uh, We'd like to keep it from coming into our yard, or do we have to get him involved to actually eliminate it from his yard too or what number yeah. one is really persistence i mean you yeah. and he are going to have yeah. to work together yeah, to be very dedicated to this task because it's not something yeah. that'll happen in one season mm-hmm. getting rid of the bamboo and that's that's correct um you, you know you can put up you could dig a trench and put up some kind of a physical barrier uh that prevents uh you know the the runners or the rhizomes so from would that trench need to be uh i'd say uh 12 inches or more um, and, okay. and and so you have to put some kind of a, either a metal or some kind of a something. What that's would be the be, metal material that Mike would uh, use? Uh, they have you know met, metal sheathing okay. um, at you know like a box stores. Like yeah, a, yeah, uh, something ventilation concrete, right? Okay. Something like that. That's going to be. Um, uh, or, or you know you can you can try to mow it down as soon as uh, they sprout up on your side of the fence um, when they you know the plants are still relatively uh, tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just have to be persistent. Each, you know, as soon as you see one, you. you well, now you just let me ask to. you this: If um, let's say, how far from the existing stand of bamboo would we need to do that? For example, if these roots have already gone underground ten feet away, and we put this trench two right. feet away from the existing stand, do we have to get in front of all the roots, or? Uh, do something else in right to uh, right that's 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 a great observation but it, it's just hard to uh to control bamboo period no. because uh, you know the the rhizomes okay. they go everywhere and they can go deep or shallow uh-huh. and they tend to kind of seek out moisture and so forth so it's it's, it's really a big challenge uh, just to control it um how would you how would you even begin to guess how far out like if he's seeing the sprouts put that trench i mean it's a few feet away. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Well, uh, there should be maybe a uh, based on where they're coming up now. That that would 
probably probably be a, a good estimate of you know the extent of the of the root system yeah. and the rhizomes and so forth, and it forms this network of you know underground rhizomes and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty challenging. Put it that way. To, Mowing it to, down, to, heavy applications yeah. around up, but that's not yeah, guaranteed either. You, you can you can put some roundup on the um, on the freshly cut stumps and so forth that might uh, kind of uh, help uh, to prevent uh, a re-sprout of that particular um, uh, plant. But um, it, it's, it's just going to be a, a really big challenge to control it. Good luck to you, Mike, and uh, tell your neighbor we're, we're thinking of him as well. So you've got quite a task. Well, listen, we'll be back with more of your calls on Lawn and Garden, plus the McDonald's weekend prize pack coming up in less than five minutes. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. First of all, it's time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Whether you have plans to get in the garden or head for the mountains, you're in for a picture-perfect day. Skies have a mix of sun and clouds all day. Afternoon high temperatures reaching the upper 70s, not a chance of rain. Some clouds tonight in the area, lows dipping into the mid-50s. Stay tuned to Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in less than 10 minutes on WSB. And Winston, we want to go ahead and give away the McDonald's Weekend Prize oh, Pack. Make some folks happy. Give away some free <laughs> stuff. You have to call 404-741-0750. So don't bug Rachel on the other line. you got to call that one to win the McDonald's Weekend Prize Pack. pair of tickets to see blues rock guitarist Joe Bonamassa Friday, November 20th at the Fox Theater. And four tickets to see an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game. They just started. The Infinite Energy Arena, that's formerly the Gwinnett Arena, Walter, what caller number do you want to give the weekend prize pack? Okay, uh, let's say let's go with nine. Caller number nine. All caller right, we'll say it again. Four zero four seven four one zero seven fifty is the lucky WSB McDonald's weekend prize pack winner. We have a lot left to cover in an hour and a half. And regular programming today, the Bulldogs are off. So you'll get uh, Dave Baker, Home Fix-It Show, 9 to noon, followed by Atlanta Living from 1 to 3 with Belinda Skelton. And don't forget uh, Monica Perez coming up later today, 3 to 6 p.m. Stay tuned to WSB all day long for updates. Ashley Frasco, Winston Easton sitting in for Walter Reeves. Having fun this Saturday. You give us a call, too, with your lawn and garden question, 404-872-0750 on WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
Good Saturday morning. Walter is off. They actually let me come in and play away from the traffic center. This is Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We miss him, but we know he's out having a good time. So he left you in capable hands with myself and with Winston Eason, County Extension Agent for Clayton County. We've had we've had a lot of good questions, a yes, wide variety great of questions. things today. Yeah. I'm surprised people are up this early on a Saturday morning. Oh, you would be surprised. <laughs> we get so many great calls to this show. I mean, they start lining up right before 6 o'clock, and exactly. if they never stop so and it helps i mean i love my georgia bulldogs i do but it helps that they have a bye this weekend yeah. they don't have a game so we have a full show full we're on show. six to nine so we've got you captive for an hour and right. a half more I'm, I'm happy to be here good well 404-872-0750 that's the number you can call and join us and i want to thank susanna she's been so patient holding good morning susanna good morning good morning good morning thanks for taking my call anytime um, so I have, I live in an old house. It's like a hundred years old and the back of my yard, you know, is some old plants. And I discovered this year that I have a muscadine vine that's like, I didn't know what it was, but it's like all over now. And I want to know. Uh, do you have any grapes on them? This uh, Yes, I did. This oh, year. I finally discovered it. I said, Oh, what is this? And I asked my <laughs> friends, Oh, you got muscadine grapes. So I got a bunch of them this year. So, um, I wanted to know about pruning it. Right. When do I prune a muscadine? Okay, so uh, do you plan on doing any kind of a renovation to the vines? Or I mean, are they kind of like unkept? Or are they like just yeah, everywhere? Or, they're wild. Or, okay. They're wild. Okay, you can cut I them back. Uh, right. Uh, this is what's going to happen. You can cut them back uh, real drastically. Uh, I, would, I would suggest you probably do that, say, maybe sometime, uh, maybe about mid-spring. Uh, the vines are going to bleed, but it's not going to kill the, um, uh, the vine. And then you have to um, actually allow the new sprouts to come up and mature a little bit before you uh, get a crop. So if you prune them back very drastically, uh, say spring, come in spring, uh, you won't get any uh, fruits um, uh, the fall of that year. until the vines mature a little bit. Uh, it's it's a little bit of a, uh, they, they tend to uh, bloom on an old wood, so you have to leave a little part of last year's vine uh, on the bush, you know, the for, um, for them to bloom. Um, but I'll be more than happy to, uh, we have a, a publication at, uh, at the university that, you know, kind of give you step by step and how to do it and, and so forth. Um, so um, you can either go online and, and get that or you can go to Walter's um, uh, website. I'm sure he has something posted there that you can uh, probably look at. But if you're right. going to do any pruning, uh, m- mid, mid-spring mid would be a good time to prune so back So now I shouldn't on. bother with it? Uh, like the, the, the ones, you know, the extra growth that sort of through this this summer right you, you could you could cut it back if you want to um you know um i don't think it's going to bleed or anything like that but um okay. yeah you, you could cut it back um if you just want to kind of tame the the bush so to speak i do want some fruits on it yeah. so yeah. i just don't want to cut it yeah. where i don't well well why don't we do this why don't we cut back um i don't know how many vines you have well why don't we cut back half of the vines drastically uh-huh. and then okay. keep the other half and the other half should bloom um, should produce something for next year okay. and then the, the next year you you know do the other half that you didn't get this year 
That's a good idea. And, and then All that right. will kind of, you know, allow you to uh, kind of tame the bush and, and still be able to, to harvest some some grapes. Well, Susanna, thank you so much. And two really good websites that Winston mentioned that folks need to remember, WalterReeves.com or GeorgiaGardener.com takes you to the same place. But he's got some great articles and pictures of pictures, muscadine yeah. vines. And your uh, website, extension.uga. Edu. That's correct. So that, I mean, I was just on there the other day looking up something for a oh, caller about blueberries. It's there. very user-friendly. Yeah, it very is. easy mm-hmm. to click around, find the articles, mm-hmm. find exactly what you need. Yeah, you can so, do a search mm-hmm. as usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so thank great. you so much. Good luck, Susanna. Bring us some grapes next year. Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> All right. Way out in Augusta, we have Tim up next. Hi, Tim. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how's everybody doing? Great. Doing great. Right. You're driving, good. huh? Yeah, you guys have kept me awake. I hear the wind. Good. In the oh, you're driving. I'm so glad. Us and some coffee keeping you awake. Good. Yeah, some nice callers. I, what I've got, it's probably something pretty simple, but I have a, a lot of potted plants on my deck and around my property, and I love mums. And it seems that the mums do well, most of them, but I'm getting like a black leaf and black stems. On a good mm-hmm. amount of them, and I try to keep wow. them uh, healthy and fertilized, hydrated, uh, with yeah. you know miracle grow and such. But it's concerning because it's such a beautiful flower. Yeah. Uh, so, so do you have? Um, are they blooming now, or? Um, oh they yeah, sh- they should be blooming, right? Beautiful, mm-hmm. and, beautiful, brilliant colors. All right, but and, the, and, and these have been in the pots have... for how long? Um, have you been uh, growing them for well, a while, or? So that's something you just bought at the store last week. No, right? no, I've okay. got, I've, I've had them for a while in yeah. there, and you know, of course they've bloomed yeah. fine. Right. But uh, a couple of them have been maybe, you know, through mm-hmm. the whole season mm-hmm. yeah. last year. Yeah, so so uh, a couple of things might be happening there, uh, you know, uh, because during this time of year, we, we usually prune the plants back so that we get a profusion of flowers, right? Uh, that makes sense. But uh, in the process, the plant also sends out a lot of uh, foliage, and uh, that actually decreases the airflow uh, among the, you know, branches and the flowers and so forth and sometimes we will just get some kind of a leaf spot uh, because um, some kind of a fungal infection because um, uh, there's not much air movement among the uh, the canopy uh, because mm-hmm. we have pruned them back and we, now we have this profusion of flowers and, and stems and leaves and so forth um, but but if you just want to uh, probably uh, spray um, uh, some um, sort of fungicide that might might help or uh, if you can um, maybe expose the plants a little bit to a little bit more um, air movement in, within the landscape, if you can move the pots around a little bit more, where they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more airflow and so forth, that might help to dry the um, the leaves and, and, well, and the yeah, flowers that, out that maybe a little bit faster. I have them planted with, as, with uh, you know, some other seasonal flowers, petunias right, and right. Uh, yeah, pansies as yeah. well. As the season changes, I remove them, but right. that could be it because, you know, they are uh, rather uh, yeah, planted they, rather yeah. closely together. Mm-hmm. That could mm-hmm. be it. Yeah. Black stems are always kind of indicative of some kind of fungus, but it's some not kind of necessarily mm-hmm. fatal, mm-hmm. as you're saying. It's it's very right. fixable. He still has blooms, so that's, still that's blooms, a good sign, right? And so um, maybe a fungicide application. Uh, maybe the copper-based fungicides will probably work very well. Um, those are 
very little available, uh, you know, your box stores. I definitely put out an application of that if you're concerned. And also think about maybe you just moving the pots around a little bit, a little bit more exposure, um, some more airflow and so forth to dry the leaves out a little bit faster. Great. Good news for Tim. Thank you so much for the call this morning. We appreciate it. Up next is Hugh in Rome. Hi, Hugh. Hello. Good morning. How's everyone? We're great. So what are you doing with tomatoes? <laughs> I'm trying to save. Uh, I've got some heirloom or had some heirloom tomatoes, and I'm trying to save the seeds for next year. And Walter had a procedure on his website to, to go through to save tomato seeds. I tried to follow it, but it, it called for putting it in water, and I did that. And then he said mold would would form on the top of the water, and then after that, you'd shake it up and separate the seeds. Well, the mold never formed on there, and I left the seeds in there, and thinking it would continue to, or the mold would form, it didn't, and sprouts formed on all the seeds, and and so they started Uh, coming up. I had to pull them out. I poured them so they could grow in the ground. Yeah, but yeah. Didn't know if there's a better or a, if I if I wait just a period of time, you know, like a week yeah. after I put them in water before I separate them out. Right. So, so do you have? Um, do you still have some fruits? Um, some you know ripe uh, ripened um, um, tomatoes around that you probably yes, can salvage had, uh, I, seeds I, from? I've got yeah. Uh, yeah. one now that I'd like to to. Uh, um get the seeds from right so you can you can actually uh extract the seeds uh, uh just kind of uh wash the seeds in um, um in water and uh set them out to dry on uh you know on a paper towel and uh maybe for three or four days or depending on the temperature maybe a little bit uh, longer this time of year and I'll definitely, once they're dry, I'll just go ahead and uh, package them and put them in the refrigerator. Now, how crucial is that fermenting process? Um, I don't think the fermenting process is all that crucial. Um, some seeds, uh, that little uh, mucus that's around the seeds might mm-hmm. have uh, some kind of a chemical that might uh, inhibit the, the, the seeds from actually um, germinating. So uh, I guess the fermentation process probably gets rid of that um, restriction. Um, but uh, I figure if you were to uh, extract the seeds, wash them real well, and then put them out to dry on a paper towel or something of a sort, then um, you should be good to go once they're dry. And then refrigerating and them. And refrigerating them just to kind of extend, um, to keep them viable. And then thinking ahead, when would Hugh go ahead and put them into little you know, containers with soil and yeah, all of that um, start to yeah, do uh, If you have a greenhouse, of course, you have a lot more control over the elements. Or if you want to start in the basement, I would say um, uh, maybe uh, mid-March or somewhere there. Um, of course, uh, tomatoes are very tender, so you, you don't want to set them out too early in the season. Um, but mid-March would be a good time to set the seeds out if you're, you know, um, um, going to be um, setting them out in the landscape or in the garden. Uh, further down in, in in the spring. Now I'm glad Hugh brought that up. What uh, what are some other crops that we could be you know actively doing something with the seeds now to prepare for next right. year? Well, um, you know, uh, uh, 
the sad thing about it, most of our vegetables are, are actually hybrids. Um, they're, um, and, and so the seeds are not what we call true to type. Okay. So uh, we really don't encourage uh, saving seeds from uh, a lot of the hybrid type uh, vegetables, uh, corn and so forth. Tomatoes, we have a lot of heirloom varieties and so forth. So you can actually save some of those seeds. Um, but on a whole, um, um, you know, if it's not an heirloom, it's 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 kind of hard to um, to get the seeds to to germinate. So really, you're just looking at spending a couple of dollars yes, going to the every nursery because you know yeah. the varieties that we tend to like are uh, most of them are are actually um, bred or what we call hybrids. So it's just a cross between several different varieties to get that particular quality that we're looking for in the in the fruits, uh, whether you know the height of the plant or the way it tastes or. Um, the color and mm-hmm. so forth, but um, saving heirloom seeds—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's possible if you have an heirloom plant, you can actually save those seeds. Good, know. I admire that, Hugh. Good luck, and I know you've called before, so you check back with us and let us know that that works. Well, listen, we're going to jump out, take a break, and take more of your calls coming up for another hour or more on the Lawn and Garden Show. Join us 404-872-0750. I'm Ashley Frasca from the Traffic Team, the Herman Kane Show, sitting in for Walter Reeves and joined in studio by Winston Eason of Clayton County. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, truck mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. All right, a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Mother Nature giving you a perfect day to spend outdoors. Take advantage of it. Skies featuring a mix of sun and clouds all day, but no chance of rain. Highs in the upper 70s, perfect to build a deck today. Tonight, pleasant conditions (laughs) remain in the metro area with overnight lows in the mid-50s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes on WSB. All right, Winston, I think we have time for a call here. Marilyn from Alpharetta has been very patient. Thanks, Marilyn. Are you there? Yes. All right. What's your question for us today? Thanks for taking my call. I was wanting to know, when do you trim uh, limelight hydrangeas? Oh. Okay. So did they flower this year? Yeah, they have have real pretty blooms on it. Right. And what time time this year did they flower? Can you Mm. you recall? Yeah. Early spring? Late summer? Probably about a month ago. Okay. All right. So... um, uh, back to that rule of thumb that we talked about earlier. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's a summer blooming um, plant. So you can actually prune that back, um, you know, anytime, uh, say, March or uh, April, anytime after, you know, um, before the flowers come up. You know what I do with mine, Marilyn? I, I do them on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day? That's just Day? how that, I remember because yeah. they're kind of greenish. Yeah. My, my blooms yeah. are kind of green, time, so St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah, mine are green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let yeah. them stay all winter? Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's a horticultural feature. You know, the flowers are still there. I mean, uh-huh. um, uh, if you enjoy that kind of, uh, you know, uh, that that feature of, of the plant, you can actually uh, uh, hold on to the flowers and, uh, until further into the uh, winter, probably. Okay. But, Right, but um, you can prune them back, you know, um, in 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 the summer. If you want to prune them back now, you could. Uh, probably wouldn't. Uh, just probably wait until maybe further down uh, into the fall, or maybe even um, you know, late winter, early spring. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Marilyn. Now, limelight, that is the panicle type. But yeah. now for mop heads and people traditionally know that yeah. big, fluffy blue, those hydrangeas are a little bit different. Different, We've right. We've got about a minute. Why don't you cover pruning on that? Yeah. So uh, I, I, I usually go back to the, the rule of thumb. There's so many different um, you know, hydrangeas out there, and uh, some of them are early spring bloomers, and some of them bloom on old wood and, and so forth. So if you know what your hydrangea, what time of year your hydrangeas bloom, you can use that you know rule of thumb to pretty much kind of uh, determine um, when to prune them back. When you're looking at the mop head, though, you see those gangly, you know, wooden yeah, stems yeah. that you, you are tempted to get rid of, to get but rid you of shouldn't. Uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Yeah, just kind of uh, hold on to them because they're going to produce uh, the flowers. Next and then year. you'll be kicking yeah. yourself when you prune them and go, where did my blossoms <laughs> where did my go? Fl- yeah, where mm-hmm. did the blooms go? Yep. You know? All right. Thank you so much for the call, Marilyn and Winston. All right. We have more calls coming up. We have Dana, we have Hall, and we have your call as well. Another hour to go on Lawn and Garden, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. We want to hear from you next on Lawn and Garden. This is WSB.